everyone welcome to another episode of let's have a moment season two i'm alex and today i'm actually recording this in my car um (laughs) i have a nine to five i know i've mentioned this before um and i'm curious to know if you guys want me to do like some nine to five content um i can do it on tiktok or whatever but i actually was like what do i want to talk about this week and i realized that I have been celibate for over a year and I didn't realize what a big deal that was until Friday or sorry Saturday night I went to my sister's house and my cousin was there and by cousin I mean my mom's best friend of 30 years her daughter we're not like blood related but she I call her my cousin and her and my sister are both married and they've both been married for over 10 years and they both have kids so I show up in my booty scrunch leggings from the gym and they're telling me about how I have such a huge putt and like basically like gassing me up like super gassing me up which then leads into the conversation of if I'm seeing somebody which I'm not and I say that and (laughs) my cousin makes a joke about how if she was my age and single that she would be up and down with every man every which way Um, which is something I've heard before like I've heard that from my mom I've heard that like I've heard that before Um, I think a lot of people in long-term relationships sort of fantasize what it's like to be single and be able to have options Um, but it's always so much better in their head than it is in reality. I mean, let's be real. Like, and I said that I was like, you know, you guys don't realize that what you have is what a lot of single people want. And then what single people have is what you guys want. And it's like, it's this, it's this like conundrum of you always want what you can't have. It's kind of like when you have really curly hair, you want really straight hair and we want when you have really straight hair you want really curly hair like you could just you like we have this constant um battle with ourselves to want the things that we don't have you know and then when we finally get the things that we wanted we want something else like we're constantly like looking to where the grass seems greener but the reality is is that in my time being single I've been single for two years right yeah two years um which for one this time has flown by like the fact that it's been two years since my breakup truly does blow my mind um and also in the two years that I have been single I haven't really met somebody that has really swept me off my feet if I'm being honest with you and that is really one of the big reasons why I've leaned into celibacy because I genuinely cannot enjoy sex if it's casual like if it's with somebody that I don't love and I realized that because I gave hookup culture a chance I truly did like I remember for one I was in a relationship for six years which is a really long time um and I didn't really want to have sex with anybody else like having sex with one person for the rest of my life like that doesn't seem like a problem to me do you know what I mean but then it but then when I became single all this pressure around me to 
try out new things and find out what I like. That's always what they tell you. Like, you need to go out there and see what you like, find out what you like. And I've talked about this in a previous episode, but like, I know what I like. Like, I don't need to, I don't need to sleep with different men to know what I like. Does does that make sense? Like, I'm pretty keen on what I like. <laughs> and I felt that pressure when I first became single and I was like, okay, like, maybe it's true. I'm young, I'm hot, and I'm not going to be young forever. And when I'm 80 and I'm wrinkly, I'm going to look back on this time and wonder, why didn't I fuck around and, you know, experiment and all that stuff. But when I did try that, I felt so depressed after. Like, I, I genuinely felt like a used sack of potatoes. I don't, I don't know. Like, I didn't like it. I didn't like the way I felt after. I didn't like the anxiety I felt after. And I didn't like the emotional hangover I experienced after. I felt like I... I felt like I was giving my body and it only happened a few times, like I, like maybe like three times, to be honest with you. Um, it actually did only happen three times. So that's just me being extremely honest. And all three times I was like, this is not for me. Like this doesn't feel right. Sleeping with somebody that I barely know feels like a violation. Like, and I, I have friends that are into the hookup culture and I love it for them because they celebrate it and they like it but for me it felt like I was trying on shoes that just did not fit me and I kept saying like no but like I need to I these shoes do fit I just need to put my foot in the right way like no like it really it felt like a violation is really the best way I could describe it I feel like our bodies are so my I feel like let me not say ours but me I feel like my body is so sacred and it's so sacred to me because it's the only one I have like I don't we don't have as human beings the luxury to like slip on another body and be like oh this this feels better like I just have the one I'm in the one that God gave me the one that I was created for and it's going to get me through the traveling that I like to do. It's going to get me through childbirth. It's going to get me to old age. Like, this is me and this is what I have. And I feel like to share that just feels wrong for me if it means that I'm sharing it with somebody who doesn't know me. Because if we think about it, like, I have no choice but to spend my time with people sometimes that I don't want to spend it with. For example, like I have a nine to five. So for eight hours of every single day during the week, I have to share my time with other people, even some coworkers that I'm not too crazy about, but I have no choice, right? I have to share my voice because I have to communicate and I'm constantly sharing my voice to my friends and my family, people in passing, like that is how I communicate and the one thing that I have full autonomy over and how I share it is my body and the older I get the more I appreciate my body the more work I put into my body by going to the gym and eating right 
and I just feel like sharing that with somebody who doesn't know me is not right and so back to my cousin and my sister when I was talking to them I shared that with them I said I haven't had sex in over a year like I can't even remember the last time well that's not true if I really I, I do remember the last time if I really sit here but I basically said that and they couldn't believe it and I yeah like that's just that's where I'm at right now and the crazy thing about it is I don't feel like it's been a year like I don't feel like it's I don't think it's been that long but like when I look at it in terms of time like a year is quite some time um there are people that have been celibate much longer for sure and now because I've been celibate for so long when I go on dates or like when I go on dates for example I don't feel the pressure to perform as much because I don't like sex is completely out of the equation does that make sense like when you okay the way I see it is like if I'm active in hookup culture for example right like I'm super active and I like it I'm into it it's fun for every time that I go out on a date there is a slight possibility that this could be somebody that I hook up with which is fun and exhilarating right in the beginning so you're having this like minor pressure to ensure that it goes well because if it does then who knows like maybe we can hook up and it could be fun and it could be like a thing um but since I'm celibate and since I don't plan on breaking my celibacy um anytime soon when I go out on a date like I just feel so much less pressure for it to go well that it it inevitably goes well anyway because I'm not concerned about the outcome does that make sense like I genuinely feel like because I don't want to break my celibacy unless it's for somebody that I'm seriously dating there's less of a pressure there's less of a desire to like oh my god this has to go well because like this could be my husband and this could be somebody that I break my celibacy with like I'm not even thinking about that all I'm thinking is I hope this guy's funny and he's nice and he's kind um and I hope you know we have a good time and if we don't we don't and if we do we do and that's that I feel like if we move through our dating through celibacy or through just like general restraint even if it's just for like the first like five dates for example maybe we can like move through dating with a bit of a clearer mind like I'm more focused on our compatibility like as friends and whether or not we have that chemistry through conversation and through like genuinely getting to know each other because I've gone so long in being celibate I feel like I tolerate less bullshit like my bullshit tolerance is so much more less because 
what I'm looking for is a bit more serious at this point. Like, at this point, like, there's just no way I'm going to break my celibacy for a really hot guy that I met at the bar that I hit it off with. Like, that's just, I don't see that happening. Do I see myself hitting it off at a bar with a hot guy? Potentially, for sure. But am I going to break my celibacy? No, definitely not. Absolutely not. Like, at this point, it's like a boyfriend or nothing. (laughs) Like, straight up, like... I just don't see myself like breaking it for just anybody and I guess like that clarity has really brought to me a level of discernment that I'm really really content with because I don't overcommit in the beginning so my ability to release things if they don't work out is so much easier because I'm not physically invested I think there are so many of us that have an anxious attachment style. I definitely had one in my previous relationship for sure. And I often worry if that'll come back the next time I meet somebody that I'm really crazy about. For sure. But for now, my celibacy has like gifted me this ability to like release things in a more secure attachment style because I don't overcommit like for me like my best friend for example the last time she like got really really hurt was um about this guy that she had gone on a few dates with I think they had gone on like four dates before she had sex with him and after they had sex he completely ghosted her and it devastated her because for those first four dates she was crazy about him. Like they texted every day. She overcommitted her time. That was her first mistake. And I remember telling her, I was like, if he asks you again, if he asks to see you again today, like you should say no. You've seen him twice, two days in a row already. Like maybe you should give yourself some distance so that you can gain perspective. It's not even about playing hard to get at that point. It's more so like, let's distance ourselves a little bit so that I can gain a bit of perspective and I can reflect on the last two times that I saw you you know I think in the beginning when you see them so much you overcommit emotionally and because you're seeing them so much let's say the first two weeks you've seen them maybe five times you're much more inclined to get physical with them because those five dates feel like you've been talking for like a month two months because now you're texting every day you've seen each other five times you haven't seen any guy um in five in five dates in quite some time so your mind is immediately shifting to this could be a potential partner for me and you're excited you get caught up and you overcommit physically so you're overcommitting your time you're overcommitting your emotion and you're overcommitting yourself physically so that when these things fizzle out which they inevitably do because they started way too fast in the first place you're heartbroken you're left with like a gaping hole because In your mind, this was so much different than the last two guys that you've dated. When in reality, you're overcommitting. So when you remove the physical equation out of it, you're only committing, if anything at all, your time and your emotion. And even though you've committed emotionally, your recovery time is a lot less, is a lot shorter because you didn't physically give in does that make sense I just think like there's so much emotional strength in holding yourself back physically 
with somebody until there's a verbal commitment, until there's like a real commitment to each other that gives you this level of perspective to where you can recover sooner. You don't have to get so caught up because this was somebody you had sex with and they didn't reach out and like it's it's this drama you know I think if we practice some like a little bit of restraint we can't really lose (laughs) like we can't lose because we got to know somebody it didn't work out this really sucks I feel sad about it but I'm ready to move on versus I'm really hurting. This was somebody I really liked. We had sex. And now what? You know what I mean? I think, look, I think it's your body, your choice. I think there's something so beautiful in having autonomy. If it feels right for you to have sex with somebody, then go ahead. But afterward, I think it's important to have a serious conversation with yourself where you're like brutally honest And ask yourself if this is something you want to participate in. If hookup culture is really something you want to participate in. Because if it's not, then there's nothing wrong with being celibate. There's nothing wrong with really sticking to your guns and deciding that maybe it's not for you. Like, I had to have that conversation with myself. I was really caught up in the FOMO of it all. The, when I'm 50 and married... Am I going to wish I had slept around? And maybe, like, honestly, maybe. Like, maybe when I'm 50, I'll have that thought. But I'm not 50 right now. I'm 27. And at 27, I fucking hate it. I hate it. Like, I I hate it. And I just don't think it's for me. And I really see myself breaking my celibacy with somebody that I really know and somebody that I really like and somebody that really knows me and somebody that really likes me that feels more right to me than hookup culture and yeah that concludes today's episode thank you guys so much for listening and I just want to say thanks so much for giving me a safe space like I sometimes I wonder if people that don't really like me all that much peek into the podcast and see some of the things that I talk about I don't know why my mind takes me there because I genuinely don't care what people think about me Um, and I'm going to continue speaking how I want to and communicating how I want to Um, but I do wonder that sometimes I feel like this is such a safe space for me though and it's because of you. You all make me feel like being communicative and like being open is safe and I hope that I do the same for you. I think there's something so beautiful in just speaking your mind even if it even if it's through a podcast or you journal or you do like a video recordings of yourself I used to do that all the time I used to prop my camera up and just record myself talking to myself like there's something so therapeutic about just communicating into the world and this podcast does that for me and so I just want to say thanks so much 
and I hope to catch you in the next one. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Bye.